Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Episode 78 of the Ready to Retro podcast. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is the Duchess of Horror, Chelsea. How's it going, guys? Unfortunately, my cousin Chris isn't with us, but it is week four of Nick November, and we are super excited for our guest today. We have a great, great guest. It is Elisa Reyes. Elisa, thank you so much for being on Ready to Retro. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. And I just felt like this was a perfect alignment. So it's a pleasure to be here. Well, we thank you so much. I know that you just recently had a child and your motherhood and it's like the first couple months. So thank you for even just being on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm a multitasker. And I feel like now that I'm a mom, I'm superwoman. So I, I definitely have no problem being here. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this fun festivity. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So for those of our listeners who don't recognize your name, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm an actress and I've been on shows such as, well, you may know me from a show called All That on Nickelodeon. I'm from the original cast and I was on the first three seasons and then uh, by the grace of God, I had a full circle moment and had the opportunity to come back on the new All That yeah. in 2019. And that was awesome to uh, replace some of my roles, such as Kiki the Island Girl and uh, some new characters as well. And to help pass, during the, uh, pass down the torch to the new cast members, that was just an amazing euphoric moment. And I, I honestly would do it all over again. And I also am the voice of La Cienica Boulevardes on the Disney and now Disney Plus cartoon yes. called The Proud Family, Louder and Predator coming out in uh, February, 2022. And I've done, I've done a bunch of other things. Like I've been on shows like Six Feet Under, ER, Boston Public, Without a Trace, American Family. So, you know, if you want to know more about me, check me out at alisareas.com. Awesome. awesome. And we're yeah. super excited. We're going to get into uh, all that and proud family and everything else. But 
on the top of our episode, what we do with every guest is we put them in the hot seat. So not to be too scared, but uh, it's okay. 60 <laughs> seconds of random questions and okay. no justification, no qualifications, just the first thing that comes to your head. Okay, got All it. Right? Great. Yeah. So this is the hot seat with Alisa Reyes, and we'll start in three, two, one. Alisa, what is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, Breakfast Club. Ooh, I love that. Movie. Nice one. Uh, okay, we just finished up Thanksgiving. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Uh, stuffing and green bean casserole. Mm. If you could be in any movie franchise, which one would it be? Uh, Marvel. That would be fun. MCU. Make it happen, Kevin Feige. All right. Number four. <laughs> what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Uh, even though it's cheesy and I love it, Blair Witch was pretty scary. And yeah, then I would say, yeah. And then also, um, Exorcist. It's like that alone to this day. Holy water making the sign of the cross in the house if it comes on. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. Absolutely. Okay, number five. If you could be in any other Nickelodeon show, which one would it be? Um, I would probably say Salute Your Shorts looks so fun, or I can't do that on television mixed with um, uh, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. All right, yeah. last one. If you could describe 90s Nickelodeon in one word, what word would you use? nostalgic yeah all right well that is the hot seat you survived you did fantastic awesome. you made it through <laughs> that was fun so the exorcist <laughs> that's my I, i've only seen it once and i only need to see it once yeah no it's a once is enough i mean uh her coming down the stairs contorting backwards and i mean it just i remember during my uh pregnancy i told my husband i am not watching any scary movies everything's right. gonna be Zen in the house, and you know, uh, you know, anytime it, the, the 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 horror movie started to come on now because my daughter's first holiday was Halloween, I was like, we're not watching this in front of my daughter. She's only right. like two, three months. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just an iconic movie. It's it's scary. I watched it when I was twelve. How, how old were you when you watched it? Oh, I probably was like the same age, like a tween. Yeah. Like, what are we doing watching? It's very you know, traumatizing. Very. You know, uh, and probably I was doing it behind my parents' back because oh, yeah. they would have been like, don't watch it. But um, that's one thing. I do love scary movies. Okay. So, um, you know, even though it, it's it's scary, I'm, I'm a victim to watch it because who doesn't like suspense? Have you been in a horror movie? before um i you know what i i've done i've done i did a horror movie uh a long long time ago called okay. sisters um okay. and uh i've been attached to a couple of new projects that maybe one will be something scary-esque so keep an eye out for that All right. but yeah i i feel like you know horror films are kind of like a different adventure that would be fun like the scream franchise looks right. fun to be a part mm -hmm. of yeah, I mean, every actor has to have at least one horror film down their belt, right? You know what I mean? At least one, and not be yeah. ashamed of it, you know? There's oh, a yeah. lot of, like, yeah. it's, so po it's so popular now. It's, like, yeah. so mainstream, so. <laughs> of course, like, American oh, Horror yeah. Story. Like, I watch totally. all, of, all of their seasons. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, the MCU... Let's make it happen. Yeah. Are Let's you open make to it happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not anything, but no, I mean, I feel like I, now that I'm a mom, I would love to be a super character, you know, superhero yeah. or somebody that has a special kind of power and it's its own entity. Um, 
anything that's kind of also I love like sci-fi-esque films that okay. would be fun what was it? Um, Divergent looks kind of fun to be a part of. All right. You know, right. I mean, you know, I mean, cool. things like that. I mean, I feel like anything that can kind of get us to escape out of our reality as an For actor, sure. I'm all about it. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to see you, you know, part of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm ready to put on that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then the last one is, um, you know, I've asked this question to uh, a few other Nickelodeon actors and okay they say all that when i asked them you know what tv show do you want to be a part of uh you went okay. salute your shorts but uh everyone just said you know i would love to be on all that it looks like they just had so much fun oh like natanya ross she she was recently on and she was like man i would love to be on nickelodeon uh all that during the time that's my girl i w i remember when we we had Alex Mack cross merge with all that. And, um, you know, Larissa had came to Universal Studios to shoot kind of a cross merging episode with ours. And that was just so much fun. That's I mean, cool. her show was fun because she morphed into this like cool liquid mercury looking type of a thing. Kind of like a superhero. Yeah. 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 yeah literally. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that was the hot seat. Let's go back. So, okay. We, we asked our guests here, you know, this is a nostalgic podcast, so we want to get to know you a little bit more. What were you like as a kid? What were some of your passions? What were some of the things that you were into? Um, I was kind of the kid that always wanted to be like, look at me, mommy, I'm singing, I'm dancing. I wanted to be the center of attention and always kind of, you know, uh, entertain. I'm an only child, okay. hence why I was like, me too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I would just I always was trying to be the light of the room. Um, I love to dance. I love to sing. I did gymnastics. And I'm the one that told my mom at a young age, like at around six or five, that I wanted to be in the arts. And by the grace of God, I had a very supportive system. Awesome. My mom, basically on a nutshell, like just sent a couple of really bad black and white photos of my hair crimped, really like late 80s style um, to a bunch of agents. And one gave me a call and, you know, I went in and did what's a cold reading where you basically are handed a script and you read on the spot. And, you know, that was the start of my career. And I honestly, ever since I was little, I've been doing what I love and what I'm passionate about. And I think, you know, if you're able to know what you want to do at a young age and you have a village that supports you, you know, you couldn't ask for anything better. So, so anything I ever did when I was younger was really artistic, anything creative, anything that could take me, you know, on a, on a fantasy trip, you know, mentally and allowed me to be another character or, you know, something along those lines is what made me happy the most. That's awesome. Yeah. As you were talking, I was just thinking it really takes a community to help you get to your dreams, right? Like have full yes. support too. You need yeah. that support. You need that mm -hmm. connection. You need that community. Cause if not, yes. you're just, you're just on your own and it probably won't happen. So that's yeah. fantastic. And you knew it. I was a, very blessed mm -hmm. you knew it at a young age. Yes, I was very blessed. And, you know, I tried to personally stick my head in the TV and my mom goes, well, that's not the way you're going to go into Sesame street. <laughs> that's my bad joke. That's but it was the truth. <laughs> that's amazing. So, uh, yeah, what was your path to acting? You, you mentioned a little bit, but like what was kind of your introduction or what was your first kind of audition? Um, I remember my first audition was, uh, well, my first big gig was for a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial. And it was a national oh. commercial, okay. which allowed me to become a Screen Actors Guild member, which is, you know, for me, 
And for a lot of actors, the goal to join that union. And so I joined it in 1990. Okay. I'm not going to say how old I am in my head. I'm immortal (laughs) and I don't age. Absolutely. (laughs) But that, that was a great opportunity for me because to be a part of SAG at such a young age then allowed me to kind of have Pandora's box open to where I was able to kind of audition and be a part of specific type of caliber projects. Um, and, And so I did a lot of commercials as a kid. I was like the Wendy's kid. I did a lot of Milton Bradley game commercials. I started off doing a lot of modeling, runway show modeling. I was a fit model for Macy's when I was a little girl. Um, And then I moved into films. So, you know, I had a small part in a movie called The Super when I was a kid. I even had a small little uh, part in the movie Malcolm X that you see me for just a couple of seconds. Yeah, I was in a classroom scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've done music videos. Um, I was in a music video when I was a little girl with Mariah Carey and she featured me as like one of her main kids in the video. So those were the kind of things I did along with industrial work. Um, Industrial work was like infomercial S type of stuff. And then later on, I moved into doing TV and film and radio and now voiceover. And I even sing at one point, I had a record deal where I was in a girl's group, you know? So, I mean, I think as an actor, my joke is you have to pat your head and rub your tummy at the same time (laughs) while doing backflips and hopping and jumping rope. (laughs) Easy, easy stuff, easy stuff. Easy peasy, yeah, easy peasy. But I love every minute of it. I love every minute of it. Yeah, and if we can transition into all that, you know, there's plenty of, questions I can ask, but I think the one that um, I think the most important right now is what is memorable to you about being part of all that? When I say all that, like what comes to mind? The magic of the fact that all of us seven kids were a frequency that really helped elevated that show to be what it was. I think if it would have been anybody else, you know, uh, it would have been a different dynamic and having working alongside Keenan and Cal and Angelique and Katrina, Lori, Beth and Josh, we just were like this little magical remedy that worked. And then getting a chance to work with great writers and Mm -hmm. Brian Robbins, who was the creator of the show. And now he's was the president of Nickelodeon, now the president of Paramount, you know, it's, it's a blessing to have worked alongside people that really believed in us and gave us a chance creatively Um, And then at the same time, working at a monumental, uh, nostalgic place, which is Universal Studios Orlando, Florida, having that be my back, you know, my backyard on my lunch breaks, mixed with all of the amazing musical acts that got a chance to kind of, you know, swipe on through such as like Usher and Brandy and Monica and Busta Rhymes and Craig Mack and, you know, you name anyone that was in the urban R&B market and now as the later years, we got more pop orientated and right. alternative orientated. I mean, it was just a plethora of just talent coming through. And so it literally was like a young SNL. Oh, for sure. And, oh, definitely. And, and, and hence why Keenan Thompson is just, you know, doing so great on <laughs> SNL because it's a perfect home for people like us, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I have no regrets. I, I love my cast and we will always have that, that bond for life and having the full circle moment coming back to all that for season 11 with the new cast was just awesome because they only brought back a few of us. So I felt really honored to be a part of that, that moment. Absolutely. You know, I want to go back. So we had Angelique Bates on uh, a few months ago and she was talking about just the, like, like what you're just talking about the, the, 
musical guests and she was geeking out when the brat was on because that was like <laughs> oh yeah favorite was there a, a musician that when you saw was going to be a guest you just kind of freaked out I think I was excited about TLC yeah. having sung our theme oh, yeah. song, God rest her, you know, left eye soul. Mm-hmm. And then Aaliyah, I loved Aaliyah, God rest her soul as oh, well. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I'm from Manhattan, New York City, right? So I already was kind of aware of some of the artists, but there were a lot of artists that I never heard of. Mm. Um, so some of them were newer to me because I also, I was like 12, 13, 14, you know, there right. were certain artists that just weren't in my demographic that I was listening to but once they performed on her show don't think I didn't buy their cassette tape afterwards (laughs) and rock them but I would say TLC and Aaliyah definitely left an imprint and then Craig Mack Craig Mack as well yes that's Mm -hmm. awesome it must have just been a full circle just becoming uh back on the show I mean um, did you see that happening ever again that you would be on all that coming back or um, what was the I, process I of that? knew I knew it was a matter of time for that okay. show to come back. Um, I just didn't know when, uh, it's like the same thing with my cartoon, the proud family. I knew right. it was going to come back. I didn't know when, and I've always stayed in touch with the creators and the writers and my cast members. And, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes you just, I'm big with the law of attraction. You just got to let it go and give it to God. And mm-hmm. if it's meant to be so be it. And, um, I, I, I just basically had gotten, if I'm not mistaken, I went to like a good burger pop-up event. Um, and I bumped into a lot of, you know, the writers and a lot of the new cast members and it gave the writers and the producers and everyone a chance to see me now grown up and what I've been doing. And I think, you know, that kind of just opened Pandora's box, which, you know, the, after I saw everyone, I, you know, they gave my, my reps a call and said, we want to bring Elisa back. And awesome. I didn't have to audition. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> I knew also that we would probably be doing Island Girls again. And okay. I said, I'm probably going to either play a teacher or a mom or something. So it was really fun to be a teacher, Miss Wigglebaum and, right. uh, you know, to play uh, the Girl Scout troop leader and to even play myself in a scene with Lori Beth and the big ear of corn, which that scene was really funny. I actually convinced the writers to throw me into that scene. Cause I said, I have a funny line and they're like, what is it? Because it was Lori Beth and the big ear of corn having a little love quarrel. Like they always right. did. Right. And something happened to where they were like, you know, you know, claiming their love for each other. And I said to the writers, wouldn't it be funny if I just popped in and went, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they, thought that was funny so you know they used my line you know so at the end of the day you know that was a great example of them allowing us to creatively have fun it's like SNL all of the actors write a lot of their own shtick Mm -hmm. so on all that you know we were always kind of chiming in about well this would be great for this character because Kiki in a nutshell is kind of me just on pixie sticks and (laughs) coca-cola you know <laughs> i love that and there's those island boys that are kind of popular right now they they don't mm-hmm. hold a candle up to the Aww. island girls you know? no chingoon and ethan did great i remember i was teaching chingoon how to sing the forever forever melody yeah <laughs> and 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 you know they were trying to figure out a way that can make it now so chingoon was doing some dance move that clearly i'm not doing justice but you know at the end of the day I had no idea if it was going to be given to the girls or the boys. I like that they switched it to the boys. I mean, nowadays you got to kind of change things up, even though I'm big, a big believer. If it ain't broke, why fix it? But this in particular, 
I thought it was adorable the way they did it. And I I feel like, you know, it kind of was left on a cliffhanger, you know, like we still could surface back on the island. Yeah. You know, you never know. (laughs) Uh, Last thing about Kiki, because it's a fantastic character. So how did you like tap into your inner just annoyance? Like what what was driving you just to be the most like over the top character? (laughs) Um, I, I feel like it's my alter ego okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I think my mom allowed me at the time to have some sugar before it. I think one time <laughs> I was so hyped up on sugar that like, I like just fell down in a scene and what bopped right back up, you know, and I think they kept the take. Um, it's really just me, but amplified. And okay. she was also a bit of an inspiration of Marianne from Gilligan's Island as well. Right. I could see that. Yeah, awesome. definitely. I'm just glad that I fit in the costume still. <laughs> it's impressive that you can fit in that costume. Still. The only the only difference was is I had some eyelashes and I had some extensions and right. I had some bronzer on my legs. That was the only difference. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, how did you get involved with the awesome uh, documentary, The Orange Years? Oh, yes. Uh, my really good friend and business partner, Scott Barber, and the whole Orange Years crew, um, you know, reached out to me. Uh, in regards to getting interviewed for the documentary. And I like to kind of call myself the connector because I have producing and writing um, and development in my background, aside from being an on-camera actor and voiceover actor. And so I remember when I met the guys, I said, listen, you know, I would love to try to contact some people and maybe give them an opportunity to share their POV with your documentary, you know, because I felt that there were certain people that were missing and I knew that they wanted to maybe meet certain actors or certain writers. So I was able to kind of bring my, all that crew on board, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was able to bring in a couple other actors from other shows and that alone just really, I feel added a little special touch to the documentary because there's certain shows that I knew fans wanted to touch base and certain actors fans wanted to touch base on. And, um, you know, later on, I ended up doing a lot with them that, you know, I had the opportunity to come on board as a producer. And I just felt like it was a really great alignment. It made sense for me to come on board as a producer. And uh, at the end of the day, I think the uh, the final cut was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. now it's streaming across the board and it's a part of Gravitas. And, uh, you know, I feel that uh, fans that really love that iconic Nickelodeon uh, frequency definitely needs to watch this. We have everyone and anyone you can imagine. We have Mark Summers, Melissa Joan Hart, Geraldine Laneborn, the female president of, of Nickelodeon with our All That cast and all these other different shows. And um, if you want a good show that takes you down memory lane, you know, this is this is the this is the documentary to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. We had Oh yay. Yeah, we had oh, Scott and Adam uh, last Nick November last year and you know, awesome. we were just blown away, just the quality. And it was just like, you could tell the creators were just, they had a love for Nickelodeon. But as, it wasn't as just, a Nickelodeon fan, it's yeah. something that I've been waiting for. It's, it's something I wanted to see, like a story that awesome. needed to be told. And I, I absolutely love it. So. And I feel like, you know, it hit A through Z. Like it took you literally kind of in this chronological order, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of remained, it, it reminded you like, oh my God, I forgot about that show. I forgot about that. Actor. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yay. That makes me happy. Awesome. So as a producer, because we were talking to um, Adam and Scott about it, I mean, 
there is potential for that to be a series. Can, can oh, the yeah. Orange Ears be a series? Can we make it happen? I think, oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, I mean, I think it would be great as, as a series, you know, breaking it up in segments and, and focusing on specific uh, concepts of different shows, whether it's the writers or how this came to be or where are they now? I think, you know, we've all brainstormed at the table about different options, even if there was a part two of it and we kind of dissected it in a different way. But yes, uh, there is... Um, nothing stopping us from making things kind of continue on. So, you know, in the interim, for those that haven't seen it, just go to orangeears.com. Maybe you can watch the trailer, get a chance to buy it or rent it. But yep. I think this in the interim, until we have a part two or different option of it, you know, hopefully this will kind of fill that, that Nickelodeon void that maybe you've been craving for. Absolutely. And the holidays are coming up. It's a great present. To Good gift. It's a must have oh, gift. Yeah. Total Absolutely. gift. Yes. I yeah. agree. It's a stuff for sure. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Let's transition into the Proud Family. So, okay. what can fans expect from Proud Family Louder and Prouder, which is coming out as you said in February? I'm so excited about this. This was another show like to have two shows full circle. I mean, I really honestly, especially during this pandemic, you know, I feel yeah. immensely blessed cuz what, what I actually we we stopped filming all that in 2019 and, and continued a little bit going into 2020, but I have been doing uh, Disney all the way through this pandemic up to mm-hmm. present time. Um, and, and this is a show that is diverse. Mm-hmm. That is so now that's going to talk about topics that are just really going to hit you. Some a little controversial, mm-hmm. but all done in a Love beautiful, it. positive way. We have a lot of new cast members and the latest one is Kiki Palmer, who's joining our cast and, we still have all of the originals. So for us to all be able to come back as a tribe and be unified is awesome. You know, we still have the same theme song, you know, just maybe Fantastic. done with a little enhancements with Miss Beyonce, the queen. Wow. And, you know, wow. yes. Wow. Well, she's always saying the theme song with her sister. Right. Um, but I mean, you know, the just my out. motto. Yeah. My yeah. motto is if it's not broke, don't change things too right. much. Because fan, It's like all that fans wanted to hear the original theme song, wanted to see us kids jumping on the trampoline and all those kind of things, you know? So when it yeah. comes to proud family, they want to still have that vibe. The only difference is, is we're going from tween to teen. So uh, development wise, my body's a little different, <laughs> you know, La Cienica is still sassy as ever. Uh, but it's great to be working alongside Soleil Moutry and Kyla Pratt and Tommy Davison and just, you know, Karen White, all, all of my co-stars. I just, I love them. This is a show that I really feel fans are going to they've been waiting so patiently. So for the fact that it's now on Disney plus in February 22, because it's been like almost over a year where people are dying to know when, when, when now's the right time. It's it's, it doesn't matter to me when it comes out, as long as it comes out, that's all that matters. That's fantastic. So did she grow into her feet? as as a teenager now oh you'll just have to watch to find <laughs> okay. you'll have to watch to find out but what's great is we have a lot of great guest stars like gabrielle union and oh, you know wow. lil nas wow. and wow. you know um i mean just you know some olympic athletes and you know i mean it's, it's it's really gonna be fun and and it's really honestly gonna be something that is non-stop entertainment entertaining and in the interim if you're not aware of the proud family you can watch season one and two and our movie currently on Disney plus and probably you can even catch some stuff on Disney as well. It's a great show. Very cool. Oh, oh I can't yeah. wait for that. Can't wait for that. Yay. Uh, 
again, uh, mentioning that Angelique was with us, I got to ask you because she said because she was a Nickelodeon kid, she had a hard time trying to, you know, break the mold for uh, Disney. You were able to do both. I Can you share your secrets? Like, because you're kind of a rarity in that. <laughs> I, I know I feel very blessed to be on both networks. I mean, the only difference is one is on camera, one's voiceover. Okay. Uh, but what's great about Disney and Nickelodeon is like once you're in, you're in. You know what I mean? Um, I feel I feel like I'm just I've always been my authentic, organic self. You know, I'm not trying to be something that I'm not. Um, you know, when I did all that and I went to the casting for Proud Family, they were aware of my fan base from all that and they embraced it. That's awesome. um, I also feel that they they wanted in particular Broad family. They weren't so anal about having voiceover actors. They were really open to having actual actors mm. do voices, you know, because the voiceover world is a whole other world. And I'm yeah. really blessed oh, to be yeah. a part of it because now I've done a lot of other things voiceover orientated. But I feel like for me, my remedy is just to be yourself. It's not a matter of it being hard to get into or not for me. I just was always myself. I always kept it really real. And um, I feel like God abundantly has blessed me because of that. Um, I think it's also just a matter of timing. And hopefully Angelique will have the right opportunity that maybe she will do something disorientated yeah. in the future. It's just all a matter of what God's master plan is. You know, that's what I say. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, before we end things, do we have time for uh, one or two fan questions? Yeah, for sure. sure. Let's do it. All right. So we got uh, two fan questions. The first one is from Austin Armstrong 93. And you mentioned it a little bit, but if you can go a little depth into it, he's wondering, what was it like working at Nickelodeon Studios in the height of Nickelodeon? What was that like having Universal? It was really amazing and exciting. My favorite thing was, I had two favorite things. When, the, when there was a tour that went through, and uh, when I was getting makeup, we would be in and out of prosthetics. A tour would go through and they could watch us. And my joke is, is I'm waving at them, feeling like, you know, we probably look like zoo animals to them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But no, it was really a great intimate one-on-one -on -one way for fans to see what we were doing. It was That's this so great cool. tour that went through Universal. And then having my literal backyard on my lunch breaks be the Terminator ride and going into the That's theme so park. Cool. I mean, That's at awesome. like 13, 14, YOLO, life oh, is yeah. good, right? Yeah. yeah, life is good. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's that's like the best gig, right? That, I mean, best gig ever. Best ever. gig ever. That's fantastic. All right. Next fan question is from Robbie C19. And he's wondering what were some favorite moments filming the Island Girls sketches with Lori Beth? So uh, is there um, I remember, yeah, I mean, the doing the remake of it uh, and coming back, you know, on the new season with Lori Beth, I think we both had this little emotional moment where we were like, it was like we never left. Mm. You know, I remember I was like, oh God, what if, you know, what if we do this? What do we do that? The minute we, and it was funny because it's done in front of a live studio audience. And of course our sketch for the new season with center stage for the live studio audience. So I'm like, oh God, no pressure. But literally the minute we set foot on stage and I remember I was like inspecting the set, like this better look like the island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like, we never left. And then, and, and Lori Beth and I did such a stellar job. I was really proud of us. We didn't, we didn't flub one line in front of the audience. They even threw us some new lines to say, and it really honestly felt like home. 
It oh, felt awesome. like home. Awesome. And working with her again in a crazy way even bonded us more. Mm. And now I feel like our love just grew and, um, you know, forever and ever and ever. Ha ha ha. That's fantastic. <laughs> and and that sketch was never intended to be an ongoing, was it? Or I think it was just something they were playing with. And then it ended up, if I'm not mistaken, we did like six or seven yeah. sketches of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Fantastic. And it just worked. I mean, it was too cute to not make it ongoing. Oh, no. It's definitely one of the most memorable oh, definitely. sketches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. I have a movie that's out right now called Break Even. Mm-hmm. And it came out December 2020. Okay. And definitely, definitely, if you have the opportunity, check it out. It's about four friends that find 50 mil and we are being chased by the DEA and cops oh. and drug dealers. And so this is a film that you see me in a different light. You know, a lot of people go, oh, Elisa Nickelodeon, Disney, but I am an adult. Yes. So, you know, uh, <laughs> But but I am very specific on the roles that I play, especially now that I'm a mama. But this is a great film. You see me in an action kind of, you know, leading role. And awesome. I'm jumping off of boats and yachts and, you know, speed boats. And dr- I did some of my own stunt work. So um, if you have the opportunity, check out Break Even, the movie. Um, you could check out the trailer. It's streaming as well. And I, I think this is a film that you won't want to miss. Awesome. Fantastic. And we will add a link to watch that in the description awesome. of this episode. Sure. I so really appreciate it, it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on Ready to Retro. Man, it is, it's been so awesome just to reminisce about oh, all totally. that and just uh, getting to know you. Fantastic. Is there anything um, beyond uh, break even that you would like to plug? I saw something about uh, Giving Tuesday. Uh, you've been posting. Well, yeah, that? I'm a board member. I'm a board member for a dance company called the California Dance Institute. It gives inner city kids um, an opportunity to dance, um, and it's a nonprofit organization that really means a lot to me. I was a part of it in New York, and uh, now it's brought out to California, and right. it just made sense that I was a board member. So Giving Tuesday in in, in the holiday season is all about giving back. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a link in my profiles on my link tree on all my social media if you want to help donate and be a part of that uh, frequency. And then just in general, you know, a lot of people don't know, I also am an acting coach. So when I'm not on set, I coach uh, private uh, sessions. So for more information about maybe booking me in 2022, uh, go to alisareyes.com and fill out just a little submission. And then you can hit me up and I can give you more information about my services. And just um, really fast, I have a couple songs that you can listen to on Spotify, on you know, Google Play on Apple. Um, and you can check those out as well. I have all the links in my social media. But thank you so much for having me. I had so thank much you. fun. Thank you. And maybe we can recap next year when Proud Family comes out. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to episode 78 of the Ready to Retro podcast and week four of Nick November. A big shout out and thank you goes to Elisa Reyes for helping us wrap up Nick November 2021. As mentioned in the episode, Elisa has a lot of great projects going on right now. Click the link in the description of this episode to give to the California Dance Institute for Giving Tuesday. And there's also a link to Elisa's website as well. If you're a fan of Nickelodeon, Ready to Retro has a rich library of episodes that covers reviews of shows like Keenan and Kel, all that, 
and Nickelodeon game shows, but we also have tons of interviews with actors from Nick's shows like Justin Shankro, the voice of Harold from Hey Arnold, David Martell, who played Teddy in The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Angelique Bates from All That, Natanya Ross from The Secret World of Alex Mack, and so much more. Check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. Real quick, if you're listening to this before December 1st, 2021, our enamel pins are 25% off until then. Just $6 for a high-quality pin that shows everyone you know you're ready to retro. Next week is a big deal. We are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Hook. Long live the Hook, Bangarang, Rufio, and with us Wednesday December 8th that's the actual 30th anniversary that's when the next episode will be launched we'll see you then we're ready to retro are you Everybody, it's me, it's me, it's the PRIME, along with my co-host Lee Boy TV, and this is the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And we are the podcast that specializes in 80s and 90s nostalgia, and we touch on the 2000s, and our guest list is crazy, from Keenan to the All That cast, and you know what they say, prime time is all the time. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.